Welcome everybody to another episode of And Then You Graduate. You just have me here today. This is Quayson Carter. Um, on this episode, we sit down with two of the founders from the Evolve Creative Alliance. It's a nonprofit that is really out here trying to change the world. Uh, currently, one thing that they're doing is that they're providing alternative curriculum to public and charter schools. Right now, they're doing one in the middle of Newark, a, a supplemental after-school program for the kids in Newark, teaching them things like yoga, how to feel their energy, aspects of different types of philosophy that they may not readily have had access to. Um, <clears throat> and we get into the nitty-gritty of it, of how to actually start a nonprofit. I think these ladies are you know, 27, 28, or 26 to 28. There's a group of them. And they're, they're really started from nothing, and it's building and it's growing. Um, they need your support as well. So you can find them at EvolveCreativeAcademy.com, and you can donate there directly. Every little bit helps. Don't think that your $1 or $2 won't be helpful because it will be helpful. Um, and uh, we hope you really enjoy it. There's lots of little details in there for anybody who's interested in starting a nonprofit. This is not like one of our hype episodes. This is more one of those episodes where we're really getting to sit down and see what a founder um, really goes through when they're building their company. You can find us at ATYG Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Please react, say, share, do whatever you got to do. And you can also find us at and then you graduate.com. Peace. What's going on, y'all? This is Quayson Carter. This is John Dixon. And this is and then you graduate. So my journey is as important as the five-year-old. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's for in children and adults. You know, individual journeys here. Okay, that's beautiful. So you guys have the Evolve Creative Academy. Alliance. Alliance is... The, oh, Can a, we clear a, that up? Yeah. Because there is there is the Academy, and then the there academy is the Alliance. Is solely the So we're camp. the Alliance, and you guys are the Academy. No. Both, no, <laughs> we're not the Alliance. Okay. What's, Explain. <laughs> what, what's the difference between all right well i think about it like um like an umbrella okay so evolve creative alliance is the umbrella okay. organization and then it has um different you know parts to it so okay. the, there's the academy which okay. is the summer camp okay and then we also have after school programs which are separate okay and you know so forth workshops and, and then what is it that you guys are trying to do with that you have this umbrella uh a nonprofit organization. It's yeah, like an official, charity, yeah. yeah, public charity. Nice. And then you have this subgroup. But what is your overall mission? What are you guys trying to do with that? Okay. Well, the alliance <laughs> um, has a mission of its own, which is a kind of like the general mission. So all the projects that are under it mm -hmm. are aligned with that mission, but they all fulfill the mission in different ways. Right. So the alliance's mission is to level the playing field for all children and adults. Okay. So. Um, pretty much everybody has an equal opportunity to live a happy and healthy life. Okay. So then the academy does that with children. So we facilitate activities and uh, have the summer camp for children um, with activities that focus on transformative, um, the power of healthy eating habits uh -huh. and uh, compassionate communication and you know social emotional learning. Mm. And then there's also the workshops that are focused on the adults and you know oh so you guys have adult workshops too yes i didn't i didn't know that also like for me or like as a parent both really for you or for like because i'm not a parent five-year-old right yeah because like i don't know dude is it something where i have to 
because like just from my experience and kind of even just working with you guys and talking with you guys um is that you guys are really trying to impact as many people as possible mm -hmm. right and there's ways that you're going about doing that through your own personal experiences who you are as individuals the things you've gone through in the past five years ten years as a ch as ch children so i guess if you were to even think about um how would you be impacting me as an adult in a, a male 30 years old living in harlem like what kind of things are you thinking about to help me maybe it's from a female perspective but like what are you thinking about that well so far the um adult workshops we've had had to do with holistic wellness mm, okay and he so, healing mm -hmm. or just overall like a practical lifestyle Practical, Practical lifestyle. lifestyle. Okay. So like how to make um, a morning, afternoon, and nighttime herbal blend, yoga practices, mm -hmm. meditation practices, making your own um, body products. These are all things that we did in one workshop. Wow. Um, and then ideas we have for the future would be like also parenting styles and like communicating with your children more compassionately. Um, and also with yourself, you know. I think that um, our workshops, you know, besides being for parents, also as individuals, no matter, you know, how old you are or, or where you live or anything, this world is, you know, is, um, is stressful. Mm -hmm. So just learning practical, easy ways to integrate certain patterns and certain habits into your life, mm -hmm. um, are use it's useful to anybody. So are you adhering to a specific spiritual philosophy or is this a... Uh, you know, you're pulling from this, you're pulling from that, you're pulling from different types of yoga and you've created your own uh, philosophy that you're kind of preaching? Uh, I think we're pulling from things that have worked for each of us individually. Okay. And so um, right now it's three, three women, uh, myself, Danielle, and another um, female Miana mm -hmm. and between the three Miana. of us hey Miana <laughs> and Camille Camille used to be a part of it too and now she's focused on her music career okay. Camille Sophia but um between the four of us who started it we have you know different we've had different experiences that have contributed to the foundation of what we're doing and our future plans and our vision is this something that uh you're you're trying to go out and get people involved in or people are kind of looking for this piece of their life to be fulfilled and you guys kind of fulfill that space like there's an empty space and you're just filling yeah that void. like do you have to sell this or is this something that people are naturally just energetically pulled towards this mission i think it's a balance you know between um the two things i think that right now in this day and age this is something that's missing and people you know are naturally inclined to look for this okay but, um, you know, this is also a day and age where people are really like um, cynical and incredibly. And this you know, is the height of postmodernism. But so, so far, people have been coming to it. And then, you know, we answer their questions and they're really enthusiastic and supportive and all of, you know. Is that why you feel you're focusing on children at the moment? Because, or primarily because children are less cynical and they're more open and you want to prevent them from becoming no, cynical? Well, not just, not really. That wasn't really our train of thought. Um, it's more that, you know, children are the future and mm. that if we want to make a better tomorrow, um, you know, the kids are going to be the ones who start to build the future. So just, you know, being there, being there for them, 
really um it's not like we're you know necessarily preaching anything to them it's more about creating a safe environment for them to explore explore themselves uh and really be free in that did you guys feel you had that growing up no <laughs> no i mean and that's fair right i mean it's like you're it almost sounds like you're creating this out of like hey we wish we had this as... no but um i think some of us were more exposed to it now i'm not talking about myself right. but um mm -hmm. between the four of us some of us were more exposed to it than others mm -hmm. yeah growing up yeah. yeah i mean i think the same with us also i was exposed to stuff a lot later in life like yoga for instance like yoga in my brain is when your body falls apart go get the group on and go to yoga class to get your body in alignment but then i have a four-year-old goddaughter who uh was like uncle johnny do you want to meditate do you want to do downward dog so it's it's she's learning it at a much younger age and it's building uh good instincts right like she's learning good tools to be ingrained into her early mm -hmm. and not even thinking about it like i'm over processing it if i say let's go do yoga but she's just it's just part of her like so when she turns 30 she knows already what to go do to get back into a new one thing spot. that i always find interesting about that is that so for example the whole indian culture yeah. right they're exposed to it from birth yeah right yeah and it's almost as if it's background noise now right like right, right, so right. they don't actually use it oh like this is this is it's like going to church on sunday right i had a revelation and they're like bro i knew it's i like, knew oh, that my grandma does that. Right, right 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 but even within that some of them don't take advantage of it so where where i usually see is that there's pivotal moments mm -hmm. where it's most important for somebody to be impacted or affected right so it's not so much about exposure as a much uh, as much as it, it's about impacting at the right moments in which mm -hmm. it can be it can have a higher level of efficacy like with any drug right if you if you give a drug that's supposed to be taken orally right but you put it up suppositorily right, right like it'll have a different effect not well, yeah. sorry for the graphic <laughs> thing, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I, if i'm you know if, if i'm a parent and i have a five-year-old and i i myself am somewhat you know on a on a journey that I, you know, where I'm cynical of how kids are being raised and I think there's something missing. Mm -hmm. If I come to you guys and I'm like, hey, th this is the this is my issue or my gripe with traditional education, traditional after school programs. Um, what is it that you would tell me to kind of ease the uneducated parent? And then what would you tell the, the kid? Because the kid, you know, I guess there's a, as soon as a conversation with the kid, like what would you tell that kid like who you would want to become a part of your program and grow and kind of shed the first five years of rigid, mm -hmm. cynical kind of living? So you're saying a parent who wants what we're offering or right. who doesn't understand no, what we're offering? Who doesn't understand it but, but thinks it might be necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, well, so we, we started with the summer camp because we figured it was like kind of like the easiest way to get, um, this type of education to children because mm -hmm. it's the activities that we do are like hands-on fun, um, really active, like things you would think that kids would do at a summer camp. Mm -hmm. Um, so with the kids, you know, we do, we do our activities like with meaning behind it so before we explain an activity like let's say they're doing an obstacle course that we created mm -hmm. we explain that the obstacle course is um in a specific region of the world and they're doing something to help heal their village and so just like 
kind to, of just like to build an attention into the exercise yeah we put a lot of intention into our activities so that you know whether they understand what they're doing or not they're doing it like with meaning mm-hmm. um but with the parents i don't know i don't i don't feel like we've had that situation yet so i don't really know how to answer that question i mean i think that um the thing that really makes us different uh, from a lot of after-school programs and summer camps that I've seen is that we don't, you know, we really believe that the way we do things is just as important as what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, integrating our values into every single instance. So, like, with this parent, you know, I would, you know, listen, you know, to what she had to say, mm-hmm. you know, very attentively mm-hmm. and um, communicate with her in a very you know, compassionate way and, you know, be empathetic to tell her that I, I understand what she's, you know, feeling and what she's been seeing and, um, you know, her worries and, and everything. And that, um, you know, we are trying to do something to make a difference and to fix what it is that she sees as a problem. And then I, you know, invite the, the, you know, the kid to, Mm -hmm. to play some, you know, activities just, you know, very natural conversation, really. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I couldn't imagine being five and being exposed to something like this. Like, I had to unearth like many calcified years of rigidity and uh, strict upbringing before my mind would even accept that. Like, well, you know, kids are like supernatural. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say as like, well. It's just like they pick it up immediately. You were even speaking about your goddaughter. Yeah, big up. She's immediately it's very comfortable for yeah. you know like where they are like we'll see the difference when kids um step into like one of our activities they're like oh like you can see that they feel safe they don't feel like they need to um you know be angry or defensive or you know want to be seen or you know fight for attention mm. like it's they can feel that that it's a warm um, or if they want to be angry they they can be angry and they're not going to be, they're going to be understood as to why they're feeling that way. Or they're going to be at, asked why they're feeling that way. And right. Right. Yeah. Not just Nurtured, like go sit in the corner. Like, seen yeah, yeah, no, we, my whole life. Yeah. No, we take a lot of, um, uh, we put a lot of it of attention into we, you know, deal with, um, children who are, you know, feeling hurt or angry or, um acting out quote unquote mm-hmm. and i mean that's that's interesting that you bring it up and um like right now we, the three of us actually the four of us including Miana, are working on a project for being able to affect children within very specific communities so mm-hmm. right now we're we're focusing on harlem and newark new jersey and those these communities potentially right we don't know for a fact but potentially these are communities where children are limited in some ways in, in terms of exposure, um, in terms of the kind of the cyclical patterns that they've gone through from parent to grandparent, et cetera. So they, they're mm-hmm. limited in how they're able to express themselves. All mm-hmm. they see is immediate violence. So what, you know, as, as we're, we're about to embark on these, these projects with these schools, mm-hmm. how do you feel, you know, Evolve can really impact giving these children you know pure self-expression being able to be fully self-expressed right and being able to be fully authentic to who they are where dealing with conflict is not something that has to end in physical violence 
Mm-hmm. I think that we um, kind of allow them to, like if they're angry, we allow them to be angry, but we have, we ask them to think about what the reason behind that is and, you know, why they choose to express it that way and what could be different. But um, if they're angry kids, we, you have to let them be angry so that they let it out. You know, and it's really about them finding um, a healthy outlet. Yeah. Ways of, you know, expressing it. Um, You know, in this day and age, a lot of children don't, you know, practice, for example, like art as much Mm. as a therapy or even movement or, you know, a lot of children watch, you know, come home from school and watch a lot of TV and they're not, you know, moving or. Mm -hmm or as much as they that would be really helpful they're playing video games they're watching other kids play video games on youtube that's a thing like no it's a very much i can't even fathom as far removed from movement as possible right but it's really about creating the safe space um so that's really what we want to bring what we want to give um to all the communities that we go to is just creating a really safe space for them to feel and to feel okay to feel okay with feeling okay with feeling you know and not denying the feelings because they have to behave or because they have to do something but really you yelling is not bad you yelling means you're trying to communicate how do we help you understand what you need to communicate communicate? and that's why it's so important how we communicate with them because Mm. children learn in such obscure you know ways they don't just hear what we're saying they hear they learn how we're saying it they learn how we communicate with each other they learn you know, they learn how to cope with things by watching other people. So is it, is it hard to be in that state of awareness all the time? Well, you know, no, it's work, you know, natural, <laughs> natural. But for, how do you get to that level? Yeah, of, like so for of me, awareness, like if I if I was to come on and be a camp counselor, mm. I'd be screaming because I'm only trained to react a certain way in my uh from your conditioning from my conditioning mm-hmm. but my intellect i can talk myself out of that conditioning for like very specific yeah. periods of time well working with children is one of the um well it's actually funny that you say that because we are working on creating you know we're going to need volunteers and, and staff of soon so we're working on creating a you know developmental workshop mm-hmm. you know for anybody who wants to work with us mm-hmm. um and it'll kind of just be like what we do with the kids except we'll do it with you know grown-ups but um, I also do believe that to, on a certain level, working with children is a, a very you natural, closer to, right. it's a very natural reason to like be your best like person. Right. Mm. And, you know, and if you really like understand the value of who you are when you're doing it, mm-hmm. then it'll be enough motivation for you to be, the to best be as aware as you, as you can. I, I think so. So right. wh- where does this project come from? Right. Where, what inspired you? What was going on in your life? when you were in college high school whatever well let us do that um separately well okay so this specific project we sat down together and we were all like all right well we're all working at restaurants right now and we all know that we're you know we have much more potential than that we can either go back to school or we can start our own school so this is after you guys finish school well i think we all had like separate journeys you know to get to this point um yeah well like this like specific like the moment that we were like okay we're gonna do this 
like we're going to start working like having meetings about creating a curriculum which will lead to a summer camp which will lead to a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. so we were like we can either go back to school or we can start our own school and we were all like well i think we should start our own school and i like that attitude and so the values <laughs> that i very much so enjoy that attitude <laughs> Do it yourself. Yeah, start your yeah, own school, it. build a school. What? But then the the idea, like, why? Who who are you? Well, to create your own school. Well, I guess that um, you know, for me, I feel like this path is very natural um to me. You know, even and then you get to a certain age where you're like kind of curious about what you were as a kid. You know, so like you ask I, your mom extremely. You're like mom, but like I know who I am, and I and I think I know I've been like this forever, but. Could you tell me a couple stories? Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then as I hear the stories, I'm like, you know, wow. Like I have like as a child, I was I grew up in like a you know, quote unquote broken home. And as a very empathetic child, mm-hmm. um, you know, feeling the pain of the people around me, mm-hmm. um, that is what kind of led me to mm-hmm. study psychology, mm-hmm. which um had a lot to do with where I am. Where'd you study? You know, now psychology. Where? Oh, where? Yeah. Uh, St. John's in Queens. Awesome. And um, and then um, all of a sudden I decided I wanted to travel. So in college I went and I volunteered and I worked with um, a lot of psych- like children psychologists overseas in a couple countries. And, you know, then I worked at some summer camps in New Jersey and it got to a point where I knew what I wanted to do in the world but it was the world that I had to learn how to operate in. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I was like, I want to make a difference. I know that I'm supposed to do something good, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing that I can imagine doing. Mm-hmm. So then we started it and then we would come together and we'd all kind of feel this urge and we'd be like, well, what's the best way? Like, how can we do this? How can we make the future brighter? And then obviously, you know, children was like, duh, like, you know, children will make the future brighter. Mm-hmm. And then we started thinking about all the like things that children go through. We were like, we should make it better for them. And then, <laughs> and then it just kind of. <laughs> that's where that came from. Yeah. That's where that is. And then, so I mean, but that, it's interesting because that's your journey. Like you saw those signposts. You speaking to your mom, and she's reflecting back. It was like, wow, wow, I really do want to work with people. I am very empathetic. Yes. And, you know, you studied psychology and you traveled the world helping people and, and your journey leads you to, OK, how do I manifest that? You know, actually, I'll tell you guys the story. When I was a kid, if you want to hear, it's really, I think it's really cute. It's really funny. It's my favorite story. I tell it like a lot. All right. So it's, it's role practice. It, it, I know it uh, inside and out. So apparently um, I go up to my mom like one day. I'm like seven or eight years old. And I'm like, mom, um, if I took the pain from everybody in the world, would I die? And she's like, um, honey, uh, you know, I don't think anybody can live with all of that pain, mm. you know? And I was like, no, mom, but I think I can, I think I can do it, but would I die? And she was like, oh, honey. <laughs> How old were you? Seven or eight. Wow. So like I called her the other day because she, uh, she told me this story like a while ago and I called her and I was like, mom, what was going on that like I said that, right? you know, like what was happening? She said like something had happened in school where like a girl got, um, you know, like like bullied 
and like really affected me. So like I went home as a viewer of the, the, yeah, the like, bullying. Like, I, like that you weren't that even, doesn't sit right yeah. with no. me. I was like, everybody. There's hurts. injustice in the world. How can I fix that? It's <laughs> like, mom, everybody's hurt. Everybody. <laughs> what do I do? It's <laughs> funny. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, you, you, this is your journey, and yeah, this is how like you get it. So I guess the same question for you, Katrina. Like, how did you even get there? Well, I ever since I was little, I knew. Like, I knew that I was supposed to have a purpose, and, like, I was always questioning like, what that was, and I always came up with, like, well, like, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be, like, a singer, or I don't feel like I'm supposed to be... Do you sing? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what you're like, supposed you know, to be, like, yeah. we're supposed to be firemen or, or yeah. doctors yeah. or lawyers yeah, you know, when we're like, growing up. I feel like they know what they're going to be, but I'm like, you know, I just feel like, like, I have a lot of friends, like, different types of friends, like different types of people, different types of groups. Yeah. I just feel like I'm somebody that, you know, a lot of people cling, not cling gravitate to, but to. like gravitate to. Right. And I never understood why. And my mom always told me that, like, that that's, that's like, you know, what, that she sees that a lot of people gravitate towards me. Yeah. Um, but I'm the type of person that doesn't like attention either. So it's kind of funny, mm-hmm. this position that I'm in. Um, so yeah, so it's always it was always a question that I thought about growing growing up and going through high school, going through college. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, I know that I'm supposed to be doing something for people, but like, what is it? And so um, I graduated with a political science degree, and people always ask me, oh, like, do you want to be a politician? And of course not. Of course um, not. Why? Why? Of course. First, first, where did you go to school? I went to um, the University of Tampa, and then I went to Temple University. Oh, wow. My nice. brother's in, uh, where did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes to uh, FAMU, so he's in Tallahassee. Black and, and why yeah. never politics? Well, because through learning, through going through political science courses, like, it's not even, like, hidden, like, that it's, like, a corrupt thing. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's, it's just out there. taught that it's, it's very corrupt, out so, like, I had a lot of problems with my teachers when they would teach, you know, certain political philosophies. I'm like, why are we learning this if this is obviously not working? Like, mm-hmm. this is, we're just like learning it because this is how it's been done. Like, but it's your social studies book. Yeah. Like, like we're learning it because this is how it's supposed to be done. But then when you're teaching us how it's supposed to be done, you also talk about how it's actually be de- being done and how it's not working. Like, why aren't we like spending the time coming up with new things? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, um, you know, I learned how the political system is corrupt and um, learned about world governments and how, you know, how we affect this, this country, the U.S. affects pretty much what's going on everywhere in the world. Um, and so I decided I didn't want to be a politician, even though I thought, you know, someone who people gravitate towards, that would be a good... Would probably be a great politician. Yeah. But, you know, just being a politician, you you like are kind of like a puppet. So you don't really have much freedom in in doing what you actually want to do. I, I feel like politicians start off good, but then just being in the system corrupts you. Mm. Not to go on too much of a tangent. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Cory Booker? I don't really know much. You don't know much no. about him? Mayor, ex-mayor of Newark. Ex-mayor of Newark, senator, New Jersey senator. But yeah. he's like, if his persona is like very... Like for the people. We mm. we actually in my African American political science course, African American political theory course, we saw we like watched like this special on him. Mm-hmm. 
and he seemed like a cool dude like he seemed like a for the people type of guy yeah but yeah sorry i just wanted to see your your, your thoughts because you were very like never political science uh, yeah. or politics well, well, i mean that was after i became I, after i learned how politics works mm-hmm. cool um then i decided like that i wanted to work in the nonprofit sector learning through um some of my courses when you teach political science you learn about the nonprofit sector as well and i was like well duh like these people are doing everything that government's doing but for free hmm. like you know things that the government is supposed to do like give people health care um you know take care of the poor this these are the things that nonprofits do so that's what i want to actually be doing and then i i um interned at the un for a nonprofit, okay and got involved with um like all the youth representatives that work for nonprofits. i was like kind of like a, i remember this and i remember this i remember it on facebook like i remember you you were speaking at the un at one point oh, and wow. like first how did that even happen and like what was that experience working in a nonprofit, but like the nonprofit of all nonprofits, right yeah um i kind of just fell into the position and then just like kind of kept volunteering to to do events and mm-hmm. to speak at things and i you know i wanted to do like big things so i kind of just put myself in the position to do that and helped um with like the it was the first youth-led briefing at the un mm-hmm. mm. and i was like the the opening speaker for the youth reps <laughs> I don't know how I did that, but it <laughs> happened. It happened. Um, and so then I got involved with working with a bunch of different nonprofit committees. And these are like people from all over the world that are doing groundwork, um, different topics from psychology to children's rights to spirituality. What was the name of them again? The committees. The the group that you were involved in initially, the youth. Oh, um, so... There's a nonprofit sector of the UN, right? Okay. And um, nonprofits of the UN are allowed to have, or non-governmental organizations are allowed to have two youth reps. And so then there was a committee where um, they wanted all the youth reps to come together and meet and like have their own meetings mm-hmm. um, and like do youth-led things. And so it was called the Youth Representative Committee. Oh, okay, cool. Um, oh. <laughs> So yeah, so so I've worked with different committees and I really felt connected to the Children's Rights Committee yeah. and the Youth Rep Committee. So that's what I'm still a part of today. I still work with the Children's Rights Committee. And yeah, then I saw that all these people in the world were doing really good things and that there was actually a lot of good news out there that we just don't hear about. Mm. So You I, wanted to tell the good news. Yeah, I wanted to be a part of the good news Got and it. be able to do my part in you know, helping people. And I saw that a nonprofit was a very easy way to do that. Then, you know, it's really interesting when you um, are working with a team, too. You know, the four of us have been friends since we were in high school and some of us even before that. Mm -hmm. So we all have our individual journeys. And then we've, you know, all been so close that I remember like in, in being a part of a team is like, you know, I don't know, like nurturing like a like a plant or something Mm. like it takes it's like it takes work and um. And it just happened so naturally for us. And I remember when we were in college, we all studied different things, but they were all so important. And it almost happened consciously. We were all like, hey, like we're all going to be working together. So mm-hmm. let's get different, you know, knowledge. 
and then come together. So we like tried to have, and we had like a couple like meetings where we would share our notes in college, like psychology, political science. We had like fine arts and um, uh, man, a study. Geography um, and urban studies. Yeah, urban studies. So we'd like come together and we'd share our notes and, um, and that was kind of like how we figured we figured we would take on mm. take on the world. <laughs> so, one of our first ideas was like we're gonna do a website where we just share notes from class. Yeah, from so because classes. people, you know, they make it so hard to learn. Like, wait, wait, wait what do you mean? Yeah, like, hard to learn. That. What do you mean? Like, people, if knowledge information should be. I mean, I know that it is free, but like, it should be. No, it should be free. It College be is free. so expensive. It's like, so expensive. And you, we were, you sound like you got loans behind that stuff. I have so many loans. <laughs> I have so many loans. You got and, some loans behind that. And I wanted... You know, <laughs> some eggs and pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it hurts. It really It's not fair. So we yeah. wanted to kind of create a space where everyone could learn you know, everything and be like, okay, yeah, maybe I don't have a degree, but technically I studied four years of this. So right. you know, test me. So to still be a practitioner <laughs> or something without Wait. the... So, yeah. I mean, like, definitely, I, I agree with you, right? So then you have, you do have things like the Stanford online free classes, right? Mm. Or the Harvard online free classes. Right. But there's a, there's a missing factor there, which is community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I can't learn in a vacuum, right? I can't yeah. watch a video for 20 minutes. Like, I actually need a teacher. Like, really? I need someone. For, for all subjects? For majority of subjects. If, I'm talking about if it's a subject that I have no understanding of. Like, yeah. So digital marketing, yeah. I can watch a video because I have foundational and knowledge and I can just build on top of that. So if there's a new thing happening in Facebook marketing right. and it requires some math or some technical you know, implications, right. it's a lot easier for me because I have the foundation. But if it's something like I'm trying to understand physics... Right. Oh, right. God. And I couldn't even I can't even do that is, with a teacher. <laughs> right. I'd be like, oh. Or even I don't know, like even like the basics of photography. Yeah. Right. They have online stuff like the basics yeah, yeah, of photography. Yeah. Everything I learned in photography. I can't like, watch the video and get it. Like I'll get it, but yeah. there's I want the nuance. I want I want to be able to feel the the interaction yeah. and the teacher. I want that person's specific opinions, not the textbook yeah. opinion. Yeah. I want questions. their opinions. Like and someone questions. that like yeah. can answer there's your questions. questions. Exactly. So, so like if you read like if if you read a book do you feel compelled to tell someone else to read it so you can have discourse to dig into Absolutely. the book yes. more? Yeah, I do yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I, I, love I can't read a book alone. I will and I I'll tell them. a book them, club. We should make a book club. I'm also not committed to reading that much for a book club, but <laughs> the, the one or two books I read a year, I need someone else to read it with me. Like right now I'm <laughs> A friend of mine, uh, my man Charlie, he gave me uh, Franny and Charlie, Zoe. Charlie Doe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout He's an Charlie. avid reader. He told me to read uh, Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. Mm -hmm. Short story. He would read something like that. Yeah. Um, him, Von, like, just like Drake. Like, like Vonnegut, Vonnegut. Yeah. All that postmodern stuff. And uh, he's, he texts me like, yo, you need to read this shit right now. And I'm like, I'm at work, bro. I don't want to read a fucking short story. So I go, <laughs> I pick it up. Because if he recommends it, I trust you the listen. recommendation. So I go and I read it. And within 60 pages, I'm like, yo, can you believe that this, yeah. like, what does this mean? So, and I get more out of it that way. So the learning is definitely communal. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd read it, skip over the words I don't know, close the book. It's just more it fun. It, it yeah, also, it's definitely. More exactly. You know, it allows you the ability to be able to see the same sentence from two different, different perspectives. Yeah. So you have a deeper feeling and for it. And to come it. together yeah. and, you know talk about the, all the different theories that's my right thing. i just yeah. love to talk about like all the different reasons like what do you think the author right like, right 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 like, and i don't believe it until it's said out loud 
Like I barely trust the shit that bounces around in my head all day. Oh, of course so not. if I, I have to say it out loud for someone else to like, no, you're you're absolutely crazy, or no, that makes yeah, a little. You should sense. like invest in a mirror. You can just t- talk to your. Oh, I talk. <laughs> Wait, that was a little jab. I just that was that. a low. I was gonna turn yeah. it around. I was gonna be like, remember JD? Normally you I was um the way you represent yourself is that you're a mirror. You remember that? that like she was getting at you there. You been extra uh, energetic or jabs? And I respect it. No, you. I talk to myself out loud daily. I walk down the street and mumble to myself. I do too. Uh, I look crazy as hell doing it. I go in the shower. It's a full-blown conversation. First person, third person. I'm reacting. Responses. I'm reacting. Really? Yo, that was really? That's how you feel? Yeah, but that's I need... That's great. I feel like that's really healthy. But I feel very crazy and very unhealthy doing it. Because so, you're um, thinking about what what people would be thinking about. Yeah, you. as you because when people walk down the street and talk to themselves, they look crazy as fuck. And I think that that's... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing It'd it from be a crazier if I'm, I didn't do that. You think so? Yeah. I think if I didn't say anything, I would. I would absolutely. Oh my goodness! Go nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, t- I I catch myself doing it sometimes, and then I laugh, which makes it even worse. Oh my! Uh, oh. At myself, like walking down the street, I'd be like, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Yo." <laughs> well, I think part of it, right? I grew up. I grew up an only child. I have oh. two brothers, but I grew up an only child, so there was no one to have conversation with. That's funny yeah. because, like, as much even though, like, I'm the oldest of twelve yeah. or thirteen, however many siblings I have now, but yeah. that's a legitimate number. It's like twelve. Yeah. Um, I technically grew up an only, only child, child until maybe about I think it was fourteen, fifteen. Oh, you're a grown. So man, I'm a grown. grown. I'm a grown. Wow. Yeah. Grown. Yeah, you're right? having sex with like, girls. You're smoking weed. Keegan, me and Keegan never lived together. We have different moms. So there's big up Keegan. Shout out to Keegan. We, we I think we hit we we talked we big up Keegan at least once yeah. an episode. Is the man. Once an episode. Shout out to him. Should we do it for all our siblings? Shout out to yeah. my other Amanda. siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, Rashana, <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> what up? I see y'all. Um, but yeah, and so I grew up very much an only child. Yeah. Where I process things alone. Like I prefer to be alone. Like I get my energy from being alone. Yeah. I can be in this group. Yeah. And and deal with everybody and yeah. interchange and everything. But I need my I need to go away for a minute and be in my own head and talk to myself. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I think it's a balance. I need the energy of the people. Like if you walk into a room, you want to absorb the good vibes that's in the room, and you kind of. Like I think that's our relationship with like music. Music is that other person in the room, right? So if you, I, I oh, that was really profound. I try to be sometimes. That's wow. why I'm trying to listen. <laughs> listen, don't quote me. That came directly from God. I, I that's his that spirit coming in. Yeah, you got touched. I, I saw that you. Wasn't even oh, the flesh. That wasn't of the flesh. Son, your crown is, is shining that, right that now. That wasn't of yeah. the flesh. That wasn't. That was from the in between. Um, <laughs> upside down. <laughs> that was from the in between, right? But no, I think I think that. You know, that was definitely the other person in the room was whatever album, whatever music, whatever song. And that was the way I was able to express. Yo, this dog is. She was like, you need she a like friend? Don't shout out to Lola. Listen, you know, I didn't grow up with a dog. I grew up with like a picture of a dog. So real dogs actually kind of scared the shit out of me. <laughs> no, she's a muffin. She's pretty a sweet. Muffin. She's a muffin? She's a big basket of muffins. This dog is 6'5". <laughs> Nice though. <laughs> what are we saying? I don't know. Yeah. I have no this idea. dog has me mesmerized. <laughs> You're talking about music. I don't know. Something it was prophecy and then I fell off. But listen. <laughs> uh, community. It's all about being communal. Like right. I have, so I have my younger brother, he's twelve years younger than I am. And uh but he's also growing up as an only child. Mm-hmm. And he'll 
when he's around, he absorbs everything, whether I know it or not. Right. I, then I'll get a call. Hey, remember that time five years ago when you, you don't were even remember so and so and you said, what did you mean by that? And then we're having discourse and he's like, oh, okay. Like I, I've been wondering this whole time. So that, that, you know, that community, even if it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, I've kind of always embraced the importance of that. Right. And I, I grow so much more being around people than kind of being more, because it's easy for mm -hmm. me to be insulated. But when you're around people, it's, it's a different dynamic. You're forced to think differently and you're forced to even defend what you believe. And then you might leave a conversation. Damn, mm -hmm. I didn't even really believe that. Like, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. Weird. You know, it's it's interesting. I'm, I feel, I, I'm definitely an extrovert and a, a very social person. Um, but I find that, you know, everybody needs time alone, you know, to kind of um, recharge and to organize everything, mm -hmm. you know, that that you've absorbed and to, you know, sort through things. And for me, I don't know, it's I feel like uh, I get a lot of anxiety, too, in social situations. Um, but like, I love social situations. Right. So, like, it's like Are you weird. Gemini? No. Oh, okay. Cause oh. then, like, <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. No, because then like I'll leave the situation and like you know I'll have I'll be replaying certain things and I'll be like, did I like represent myself? Like really? Like was I true to myself? Uh, like, you like, know, like you're I, committed to truth. Yeah, yeah. But like it, your internal monologue is replaying the entire situation and you're trying to figure out whether or not you were completely yourself in that moment yeah. or that that person was able to to really process who you are. Yeah, but you know it's. You know, it's, r it's rough out here. <laughs> it, is, it, is. <laughs> it is. No, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, no, I so find that I, um, like, when people don't know things about me, mm -hmm. rather than me, like, telling them, like, everything I think I know, mm -hmm. I get more energized by, like, knowing that, like, I don't know, not knowing that I know something that they don't but like um <laughs> well we're both libra so we like to be mysterious yeah like i don't i don't like sharing everything i know like i don't like really yeah like i like i don't know i don't know how to explain it and it's i've been trying to i've been thinking about this a lot lately but like you know if something comes up in conversation that i feel like i know things about mm -hmm. i don't feel the urge to necessarily explain that i know something about that and that's like from I what? Like, I don't know. That's really interesting because I'm, I am the opposite. I always want to let someone know what I've learned or figured out. I, and I think that was almost ingrained in me. I remember uh, like my family's from Jamaica. So my mother would tell me stories um, about going to school. So she's the youngest of seven and her, the next one in line is her sister. So they grew up the closest. And my mother would tell me, you know, when one would go to school and learn something, they would always teach the other one. So my mom knew how to multiply long wow. before other people and whatever it was, whatever the subject was. So I assumed that's how everyone was. And I remember we, I was in uh, elementary school and uh, there were these two twins, Brian and Keith. And I had class with one of them. Shout out Brian. Yeah, Keith. I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, the teacher asked the question. And I think Brian knew and Keith didn't or vice versa. And I couldn't understand how they both didn't know the answer and they live in the same house. <laughs> I, I couldn't understand like they weren't going home and sharing everything that they downloaded throughout the day because I didn't have a brother. So I was I would love to have someone to offload um, that things with. You know what I'm saying? So when you guys talk about your program, community and being empathy and, uh, empathetic and compassionate, mm -hmm. those were things that I didn't see. I thought it was, I thought it was on television. Like I didn't see mm -hmm. that stuff in the actual house. Um, 
and it's different when it's your parent like my parents were strict uh they intellectually got a lot of stuff but i think there might have been a disconnect with the emotional part just based on mm -hmm. how they were related to to their parents of so, course, yeah. so like as an adult i can see the, the necessity for what your program is trying to offer um i just never would have i i couldn't even imagine being in that space at the at such a young age you know like now when i'm thinking about um you know my life as a kid you know with my sister if if we had something like eca uh it would just be a different world yeah, i'll be out here i mean i'm really proud of who i am yeah you know and everything that i've been through i think that i've really gone above and beyond what oh, yeah. you know was even imagined that i would be uh -huh. but you know, like kids go through a lot, you know, like what they see, what they feel other people are going through and then, you know, what they go through and just having a positive, like, you know, safe space for them to kind of like, you know, download all of that and mm -hmm. organize all those feelings and like, you know, talk about it mm -hmm. is so helpful. Well, it would have been it would have been great. As you guys were talking, I kept thinking about like athletics. And with athletics as a kid, you're taught to be the best and to be number one. And to be number one means to not care about who's number two or number three. Oh, no. How do you, well, how do you balance it? So how do you, you said, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. Be number one. You have to be number one, yeah. So how do you, how do you instill competition? Because competition is good. Well, that's funny because we actually have a part of our day dedicated to. Competing. Um, well, healthy competition. And, uh, you know? What, what does that what mean? healthy mean? Um, and so, like, you know, the activities that they do, they have to win as a team, usually. No individual winning. No, I mean, some of them there are, just because it'll be like a a relay race right, right, or right. something like that. But there's no prize at the end for the winner or anything like that. Um, so you're incentivizing the process over the, the, the winning. The, over the winning. Right. So it's more about enjoying the race than it is about winning the race. Or yeah, and the kids that... will be cheering each other on because it's not like if somebody wins and somebody loses, it's they're all trying to win. They're all trying to do the same thing. And it's also about fast, like get all the objects, whatever. The right, right, right. Is. So if 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 you were to win, but you treated someone poorly during the event, everybody loses everything. That's looked at as a loss, regardless of if they won or not. We don't really put like, you know, loss, you know, like lose. We don't I don't think we've ever used the word lose lose or loser in camp loser is different than lose losers, <laughs> yeah, we losers are slur but if they, come, they come together though but we haven't used we have we don't use those words um but it's more about like everybody is you know great at something yeah so it's more absolutely. about recognizing like hey like you're really good at that right or like you know what like you're really good at that right. those are like two different you know things but everybody has their strong points and it's more about like people recognizing that even if someone comes ahead of somebody right. that you know that person also has things that should be respected right. and that you have to put really somebody down just because you be won you know and maybe the race was who can run the fastest but if you know the race was who has the longest strides maybe they would be different winners right. like you know it's more just awesome like, so you guys have we, we know a little bit about you and we wouldn't want you to speak too much for the others but who who else is involved Right. You, you mentioned Miana, you mentioned Camila. Can you guys speak a little bit about, you know, the other people who are part of ECA? Yeah. Okay. So the four of us started together because we, you know, had this idea that we'd be really good working with kids um, and instilling these values that ECA instills. Um, and Camille Sophia, she is a 
an amazing singer. And you guys should definitely listen to her stuff. We'll do. She's on <laughs> iTunes. She's on iTunes? She's, then it's real. Yeah, you know, she's amazing. Yeah, and so um, she helped us with the first year of camp and uh, a little bit after that, but then her music career really got off to, um, as things started picking up for her. And so we all agree that that's her calling for sure. Right. She should focus on that. That's how she's going to get her message across to kids. That's how she's going to change the world through her music. Right. Um, so she doesn't, she doesn't work with us anymore on ECA stuff. Um, in the future, you know, we're hoping that there can be some type of connection there. There will be for sure. Yeah, she helped be. to build, you know, ECA. She helped to come up with the name. She helped to write the first curriculum, mm -hmm. you know, and she's an expert in uh, fine arts. So a lot she of... She has a degree in fine arts. Like oh, her knowledge cool. was like, is super crucial to... Art history or like an actual discipline, do. painting? A painting. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and Miana. Yeah, I guess we could talk about Miana. Miana. Um, <laughs> Miana was my, one of my, my first best friend, uh, you know, we go way back. Pre-Loans uh, best friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way like pre-Jordan sneakers best friend. Uh, okay. Um, oh, you were you were Jays? I had one pair in my Which whole life. Which ones were they? They were the baby blue ones. The tens? Yeah, that's that was them. <laughs> they were not the tens. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I was like, they were baby blue. They cost about a hundred dollars. My grandma was really mad that she had to buy me those. Um, <laughs> what were they? I, have no idea. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been like the all Jordans. Could have been the seven. <laughs> it was a number, right? It was a number of shoe. Whatever. They had the baby blue stripe around the edge. They were like really popular when I was like. Could have been the seven. Could have been the eleventh. Right. They had patent leather. Yeah. Then they were the elevens. Okay. See, I knew it was close to ten. Yeah. Very close. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, all right. So Miana, you know, she does all of our marketing. Okay. Um, so she's in charge of making all the flyers and, um, you know, all that stuff that I have no idea how, how it works. So right now she's working with Quasin actually in making our website. Mm -hmm. Um, and she studies or she studied urban development at Geography Tampa. Geography and urban studies. Okay. There it is. All these names. <laughs> uh, and she went to Tampa with, uh, Katrina. Now she goes to Temple and she travels, um, works she was an she, amazing photographer yes she is and she was in um egypt and ethiopia she did some archaeological work um out there and you know her website is full of photos that are breathtaking fantastic from all of her travels and yeah and i mean i would say miana had this type of environment growing up yeah more like than any born of us. into it yeah yeah i think so yeah, because she's like she was a part of Landmark, I think. Oh yeah, she was, as a kid, yeah. or maybe her fam her family. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't oh wow, that's her yeah. family. Yeah. yeah, that's why I would I would say her being my best friend is yeah. like super. When I was a kid, is like S very important. Yeah, and know, to me. So you guys culturally, Danielle, you're from Italy. Your family's from Italy. Well, everyone's really a, from, a hosh, 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 hodgepodge, 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 mm -hmm. hodgepodge. Um, but yeah, my um. My family, like third generation um, Italian. My grandfather was born. One of my grandfathers was born in Sicily, and then mm -hmm. you know everybody else around there. Kind of. Katrina. Um, my mom's Filipino. My dad's Puerto Rican. And then what about uh, Camille and Camilla and Miana? Camille's Dominican and German, and she has a lot of mixed blood. 
mm. but primarily I think um, Dominican and Cuban German. Oh wow, Dominican and Cuban German. Like went to Cuba after the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. And Miena well, is British and Saint Lucian. Awesome. So you guys are really like across the globe, right? Yeah. So even from a cultural perspective, right, what your parents and grandparents bring to the table are from a perspective that may not necessarily be of typical bread and potatoes American background. Do you think mm -hmm. that that's had an impact on how you view the world or how you view the things that children need nowadays? Absolutely, yeah. Also being from Teaneck is really... Yeah, being from Teaneck is definitely a big... I think it's what we're the second most diverse town in Jersey or something like that. I, I think we and were... And it's now the number one because I think Montclair changed. And it we're used to be the first t town to ever... Montclair is the most diverse? It used to be. We were... Really? Back. I think yeah. Teaneck was the first um, town to voluntarily integrate their school system. Right, really? I remember that. Yeah. Segregate. So. That's very interesting. <laughs> And they said that um, real estate agents used to market Teaneck as the little United Nations. Oh. So. Didn't know. Yeah, Teaneck's got some stuff in the water. But yeah, even that, like, how, did, how does that impact you guys? Like, no, I was just thinking about this today because I, um, I started school in the Philippines. I did pre K and kindergarten there. And by the time I left, I was already reading. Mm. And so for me, education was like, super important from day one like we didn't have nap time like they didn't play around like that like <laughs> no naps there's no nap wake time. up You're like learning. the teachers You're actually learn. worked yeah. um and my parents like people always ask me do you feel more puerto rican or do you feel more filipino and i always thought it was weird that they asked that i'm like why like am i supposed to feel more one way or the other because i feel like my parents at least have instilled both cultures in me half and half mm -hmm. um and my parents are really old school i've like learned this like as i've gotten older i'm like wow you guys are super old school um so i think that's impacted how i've like viewed things and also i think that me and my parents are really different um and so just like even talking about certain things that um ECA values like I kind of have to teach them things too mm -hmm. so <clears throat> um yeah like I didn't I didn't get a lot of the these well the values of like you know I guess you would call them Catholic values um just being nice and those types of things mm -hmm. I got from my there was parents. some kind of foundation but yeah there was a I mean I had a great childhood yeah like, I grew up with three brothers parents are awesome yeah. shout out to james yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i had a great childhood but it was it was like it wasn't like you know anything eca like right yeah i mean i guess and alex uh, again for for danielle it's really more about do you feel that the way you grew up and and being from such a diverse background having gone to school in the philippines having grown up in teaneck versus what you're seeing out there in the larger world right the i I guess you would say middle America or the the more average, right? Because mm -hmm. we grew up in very non-average circumstances, mm -hmm. right? How has that impacted, one, your view of the world and how you think the world can be or should be? Well, I think, um, I think that, you know, we were blessed. Um, I was, you know, definitely blessed, even though, you know, 
traditionally maybe things would have been seemed looked at differently but mm -hmm. you know the way i look at it is definitely that i was blessed um and coming from such such a diverse neighborhood definitely showed showed us i think you know and showed me the way the world it was the way i thought the world was until i was you know mm, in college until right? you left yeah. in it yeah right 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 i thought that that was the world i mean like i didn't know that there were i was like yeah everybody's friends and everybody loves each other like you know and little kids also don't you're you're kind of taught that that's not the way things exactly. little kids they're like we're all humans like i don't see what's and they're also like those are dogs those are humans too they, they just love <laughs> um so i didn't know, know that there was any other way um i knew that there were other types of you know discriminations um i knew that you know if you didn't have a lot of money that you were discriminated against mm -hmm. and i knew that if you didn't you know there were other things that were more obvious to me when i was a kid was that a life that you lived or is just something that you saw no i think it was because it was something that i you know i lived with not having a lot of money so the one I could tell the different ways people like, you know, looked at me, but, mm. <laughs> um, and I think that the four of us together all being so different also is huge. Um, as far as ECA goes, cause we're all, so we're all learning things from each other, from our different journeys. And, you know, all of us have faced different hardships and have overcome different things. So coming together to really state all the different experiences we've gone through has helped to make ECA really wholesome and well-rounded. Um, do you think yeah. that 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 uh, the awareness of the spirituality and the holistic living? Do you think that's birthed out of a place of uh, not tragedy, but a place of tension? Right, because it's it's like you talked about empathy and compassion. That's mm -hmm. the opposite of something. So to mm. to kind of be so committed to that like in my personal life i didn't become spiritually aware until like i felt like i was at the bottom of the bottom psychologically with religion spiritually and yeah. like it was kind of like you had to everything had to crumble in order for you to f even consider mm -hmm. another way of living another way of thinking or even breathing or eating like i didn't think i i honest to god did not make any correlation between your body and food until I was like 26. Yeah, that's interesting. That's that's true. I mean, I I didn't really either food wise. My, didn't, it didn't even cross my brain. No, my grandparents Salad. were just like, you need to eat or else you'll die. So here's food. Right. And I but was like, like, I have to eat this. Yeah. <laughs> but like I did. But I think everybody has a different, you know, a different journey that these things open up, um, that they, you know, become aware and rely on these things. I mean, for me, it was it was very natural um this like well first of all uh, eca has no like spiritual or religious like you know mm -hmm. affiliation yeah at all um personally you know this uh spiritual spirituality for me came very naturally um as a young kid you know probably because i witnessed you know people in pain mm -hmm. um you know people that i loved but yeah for me it was just and I think everybody had maybe some people don't realize it until later or maybe realize different things or. You know, mm -hmm. but. Um, yeah, I, 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 I want to actually ask a, almost like a non sequitur question. And it's just because I've seen you've been talking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. What's going on with Standing Rock? Oh, 
oh yeah i, I feel really passionate about yeah about that what is standing right I, I want her to explain because it's like i've really been seeing her being very passionate about it and i only know it peripherally i wouldn't have known it was going on if i'm not if it if her if your posts are yeah, coming I post on. it i post but i can't not like post about it i'm like so what's going on there um well in north dakota there is they're trying to build a pipeline um you know that um will travel oil you know through the river and uh through a graveyard and ancient you know site on the reservation of the native americans so you know they're trying to break a lot of treaties that the government has created with um the native americans who have been over and over and over again mm -hmm. um disrespected to say the least and so they're really you know standing up over there and they've um they've been living there for a while and uh protesting this but recently things have begun to to bubble up a little bit um the corporations are getting really upset and i know like as of recently people were getting arrested and even um you know attacked by dogs and you know there's it's it hasn't they've been extraordinarily peaceful you know even the people that are there when i see them post nothing even if they're getting attacked or you know violence is being used against them they remain very grounded in like the peace of you know the movement um so i can't i tried to go there i like flights are really it was like 900 dollars to, to go there because yeah, there's no direct flights from New York. no to, to and i didn't know that i was like yeah. i'm gonna go for a weekend and then i was like i won't pay my rent next time. <laughs> <laughs> so like i've I like sent a package and I posting it is just one of the ways that I feel like I can, you know, do as something because I think that the more I feel like most people would agree that that's wrong. The problem is that most people don't know about it. Right. I've never heard of this. Yeah. And like you could even call like I called the governor, you know, of North Dakota and like left him a message like you could leave messages really? and be like, hey, this is just to be like, I am holding you accountable. Like I see you and I, I feel like people don't. Well. I'll just say one thing because I could like go on and on and on. But I feel like, um, you know, people don't see their money or their voice as a vote. And when I say vote, I don't necessarily mean like political or anything. But like, you know, what you say and then you know also what you think and then what you spend your money on tells the world what you agree with. And I think that if people respected what they say and how they spent their money more then the world, they they would realize that they can change the world that we can do something about it so i think that's something us 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 and i'll say us mainly like new yorkers northeasterners we're such consumers mm -hmm. that there is no correlation to what we're actually spending our money on and what the value yeah. of that like what we believe in within that like i spend my money on all sorts of shit yeah and i have no idea what it's supporting who is aiding versus oh i really like this right you know and then if you did you'd probably realize that there's not enough to buy that mm. is agreeing with you completely mm. and then that's how you know that's interesting more things will come up that are better and then people will buy those things and then all the other things will get weeded out you know like people say like i don't you know i think that mcdonald's is bad or something well if if nobody bought it then they wouldn't be here anymore right so yeah. awesome yeah um so standing rock no dapple standing rock no what <laughs> no dapple no dapple no dapple <laughs> dakota's access pipeline yeah. oh <laughs> oh d-a-p-l yeah got it cool so i we're we're about like an hour all right a little over an hour and what we tend to do is we we ask a bunch of questions um 
you can answer as quickly as possible. They're quick, quick questions, but you can answer as quick as quickly as possible, or you can take as long as you want to answer. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just go go through there. Mm-hmm. And we'll also definitely want to know more about what we can do to support ECA, mm-hmm. um, how we can find you, and, and we'll get to that mm-hmm. too. And I'll ask each of the, these questions individually, right? And so. You'll both get the same question, but you you answer individually. If you were to give anyone a book, what would you give them? And why? Is should one of us answer first? Yeah, I'm thinking. If you have an answer, you can. Um. She's like looking no, at her library. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my bookshelf. <laughs> um, okay. Well, because you know I have a couple in my in my brain, but um, like what's the most important book? Like what is a book that no one can live without? We like yo. If you were going to, if you were going to go on a long journey for you know a year yeah. and a half, and you could only read one book. Right, and this book mm-hmm. is the book that will change everything for you. What well, would that book be? Well, that's that's better because that creates context. Because okay. really, what whatever the person I'm giving the book to, what you know, they're embarking on definitely plays a part. Like, if this person's going on a journey where they're going to be by themselves and um, a lot of time to like think, then I would probably give them, um, you know, the book of Tao. The book of Tao. Yeah, because um, it takes a lot of time. You if you keep reading it over and over and over again, it becomes more and more mind-blowing but you need to like you know have a lot of time and a lot of you know intention (laughs) patience (laughs) awesome what about you katrina Hmm. um i would probably give them a book on um natural healing remedies So that they like is that this right here eat. um that's one of them i <laughs> oh she got it tabbed and everything that's, like that was for an eca workshop a lot of notes. but yeah a so that they notes. can how do we um, cure migraines while we're on it because i suffer migraines oh, no. well you thank know, you for migraines the compassion very genuine migraines come from a bunch of different things so it depends i, on I don't know like, is I, it stress related uh, it i'm sure there's some stress water involved related water you try the simplest things drinking more water I massages drink water. Be, i've gotten neck massages i've gotten neck massages i've done that um food I don't, well, I, it might be food related. I'm not sure. If I miss yeah, a meal, headache for sure. Um, well, lavender is good for headaches. So is peppermint. Lavender makes my head hurt. Okay, so maybe you know when you peppermint. go to yoga class and you're at, and you're at he's the a end, complicated man. Um, <laughs> you know you're, you're at the end and you're laying on your back and the instructor comes around and puts lavender on your temples. That shit gives me a headache. What yoga you be going to? <laughs> lavender yoga. That's well, also um, a crystal Himalayan pink salt is good for for migraines. I think I have some of that in the crib too. Yeah, if you like meditate with it on your head. Mm. I got a salt right. I got a Himalayan salt. You got a salt right. Yeah. yeah. Cut me a little piece. Do you need glasses? I have glasses. I have, listen, I've been dealing with this okay, since age six. Are you wearing contacts right now? No. Well then, hello. But if I, don't, you need, I don't need them for I can see you I can read everything in this place. But I, mean, I need them for like you know, uh, any strain on the eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um This is more compassion. Go ahead. <laughs> any strain that you have on your eyes really will 
that can really hurt your head. Any strain. Yeah, like even like I know. So for staring me, at a computer for eight hours oh, a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, that will definitely that could definitely play a part in it. I haven't quite figured out the uh, the ultimate fix. Well, it's you know it's usually um, a combination of four Excedrins and, and two Advils. Mm-hmm, kind of. That's gonna make it worse in the long run. How long are we talking? Because you're just like. You're just band-aiding the problem over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm a weak. But, um, I'm a weak well, man. my brother gets really, really bad migraines. What does he do? Um, and I told him to go to this natural healer that I go to, and she gave him something called Feverfew. Feverfew. Fevergrass? Fever. Is it like a grass? Yeah, it is. It's an herb. In Jamaica, we call that Fevergrass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it's it, like lemongrass almost. It has something to do with like, the blood flow to your brain. It like helps it or something like that. Okay. So try that. I need her number. Just go to the Obion and just nah, go check your local Obion. <laughs> you're, you're good. No, this is an issue. This migraine thing is an issue. It's it's one of those things. It's it's such a it's such an issue, or has been that it's almost it's like scary. it's it's like my existential crisis. It's my never ending. Oh no! More <laughs> your, your compassion is so well timed. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, nah, like uh, my first migraine, I think I got. I might have been seven. And I remember banging my head against the wall in protest of this migraine. Like, what is happening? And now I get them all the time. <laughs> this is right. Yeah. She's, she's oh, in tears. I feel this so like, sad. I, feel, I thank you for feeling me, is what I'm saying. The poor little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so natural healing. Think, why do you think it's an existential crisis? Existential in the sense that there is no, I, have, I have no answer or reason why it's happening. Uh, it's just something that you grow to deal with, right? Like, if, uh, if someone loses a finger. Right they grow to deal with that problem but they see it every like it's it, it mm. never goes away so this or like is, being blind like right. becoming blind later in life where you remember, remember sight. sight that terrifies yeah. me yeah it, uh, it oh, makes no me people. every time i think about That's it i end up looking at things way more like <laughs> like yo where am i like, like i want to remember everything like this could be taken like yeah. yeah this might all be black one day that's terrifying <gasps> but uh migraines are real life have you ever have you ever had a migraine I got a story for you. Oh, I have a few. <laughs> I have a few. Go ahead. Tell me about your oh, migraine. Oh, no, no. She's about to blow no, you out of the water. You what, you what you mean? What you mean? So, um, okay. So, the week before I had this big UN event, right? Right. I had a headache. Like, that was just, like, lingering, like, for, like, a week. And I was like, okay, this is a stress headache. Like, I'm just naturally stressed Tense. about this about project. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the week passed. I did the event headache didn't pass so i was like all right what's going on uh-huh. you were having a headache like the every day during awesome. that week this happened wow. to me in college i almost had to take a semester off but go ahead a semester. <laughs> this this happened to me right after i graduated and um i lost my voice like the day before i was supposed to speak so when i was actually speaking at the un my voice was like a frog really so sad you had like that deep masculine voice when you were speaking like, almost cracking Ooh. like oh it was Aww. crazy i always notice it but i never say anything I'm, definitely calling it out every time it happens i'm not used to it and i think well we'll get to that but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. yeah so, your, your okay, so then i went to um the doctor and he was like i don't even know how he diagnosed me but he was like oh yeah i have a migraine so take this medicine i'm like you didn't even like how like you just guessed that basically yeah so he gave me the medicine didn't work um what did he give you do you remember no okay didn't work and then uh, my friend camille she gets really bad migraines so she gave me something that she uses when it's like super extremely bad um that you like have to get like a prescription for or yeah. whatever $50 for nine pills. It's very expensive. So she gave me one and that yeah. didn't work. And she was like, all right, well, 
something's going on mm -hmm. so i was like okay um my sight was like fading Blur, yeah. like i had to like go undercover as the light was too bright so i went to the er and um they were like okay they did a cat scan gave me benadryl fell asleep when i woke up the doctor was like so mean he was like um not that he was really nice but he was like well your mom is outside and she's crying what and i'm like like what i just woke up over a migraine no but he she just you just woke up and yeah, that's the first thing he says to like, you he's like well i have um bad news for you he's oh my like, goodness he needs outside. to be helped he needs to go to eca, he needs to go to ECA. that's <laughs> terrible yeah what's his compassion yeah, hey, there like, was zero compassion in that statement yeah i'm like off the benadryl like what are you talking Loopy, about yeah. so he says like your mom's crying outside he's like your mom's crying outside and we found bleeding in your brain what all right like i'm off the benadryl so i'm like okay cool like whatever he's like your family's coming and i'm did, like okay so i like just go back to sleep did you have an immediate anxiety attack from no, bleeding in your brain benadryl. oh I was you like, were still I, off the i don't know what that means like okay, yeah bleeding in my brain like what does that know? mean yeah, what does what bleeding is, in your brain mean you like you're still coming, talking and I'm having crying. a conversation so yeah, it's but like then i was like okay my, he said my mom is crying like my mom's a nurse so, so she's not flustered really by stuff unless it's serious the next time i woke up the next time i woke up my dad was in front of me and my three brothers were in front of me and my little brother who was like a sophomore and you know, oh. freshman in high school at the time, he like couldn't look at me because he was going to cry. And I'm like, yo, what what's is going, going on? on? Like, what? why is everybody here? Like, yeah, what's going on? And so then um, whatever. So then my brothers look really upset and I'm like, OK, now this is weird. Like my brothers are like, you know, tough people. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> they don't get sad over things. So then, um, yeah, they were like, you, we're going to have to take you to the um, ICU. You're going to have to stay overnight, and we're going to have a, a neurosurgeon come and talk to you. What? And I was Is like, okay. Is it really like, cryptic like this? Yeah. Like, they're just giving you, like, one piece of information. Yeah. And they're then really, another piece. This is the American medical system we're okay. talking about. Um, so, yeah. So then, take me to the ICU. Then the neurosurgeon comes to see me at, like, 3 in the morning. And this guy was awesome. He was just asian guy he looked super not stressed out he had a full head of hair so like <laughs> <laughs> that was important that was the most important Seriously. thing off, off the jump really i was fun. like oh this guy is like he knows what he's doing yeah he's like all right so these his are the full options. head of hair lets you know he know what he's yeah. doing because <laughs> well, if he was stressed out then he'd be losing his hair it's true like, you know? oh mm -hmm. man um so yeah he was like these are the options we can he was like i can you know cut open your your head and then drain the blood do this do that he was like i do this all the time like it's like it's really nothing like it's nothing to worry about like he was really compassionate like he made me feel like whatever it wasn't a big deal yeah um and then he was like or we can do this thing where it's like they go through my leg like non like some other type of like laser thing and he was like well but we don't usually do that so i don't know if it's gonna work so i was like all right whatever like i still didn't know what was going on yeah I still didn't is, understand what was going on because your brain's not in your leg i'm confused <laughs> yeah <laughs> they do things like that it's really weird oh so yeah so um then it's i'm not. like oh yeah like uh it's just not i'm still thinking like oh i have to go to work tomorrow and then like, <laughs> work tomorrow your parents like, really are from america that's really uh <laughs> that's really first yeah, generation like, right oh there. can i like you know like Am I going to get a doctor's note? Like, can I go to work tomorrow? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and they're like, you're not going to work tomorrow. You're getting surgery tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Like, also, up until that point, they hadn't even said the word surgery. surgery. 
No, they told me the like the neurologist. Is that what he was? Yeah, neurologist. Yeah. Then they're like, okay, you need to get surgery tomorrow. A so it's like I went to a hospital anyway. on a Tuesday night, had surgery on like a Thursday morning, and um, so many people came to visit me like within those that one day. Yeah. So many people reached out to me. It was crazy. Like, like whoa. Oh there my are people God. praying for me like, all over the world. Like I was in Sicily and I just pretty much i didn't move the whole day yeah i just sat, I just sat <laughs> yeah, there and prayed the whole day people were like hey danielle what's up i was like you better yeah, like pray. the people the people i was working was with crazy. at the un they had people from all over the world praying for me like my friends like they had their caribbean families praying for me oh yeah that was more than prayer that was more than prayer philippines like everywhere like my boyfriend's mom was in dr she went to go do a promesa which is like this like you it's like a thing you go to the church and you like sacrifice not sacrifice something so you like, had like the whole of the, the astral whole, plane yeah. on your side you know, and i felt it like i like really felt it like i was like so moved by it um so then, yeah then i had surgery like one minute they were taking me into the er the next minute i was like awake and everything happened already and like everything was normal like and you and you had your faculties about you from what you could tell yeah. when you woke up like yeah like everything was fine like it was like where I had the surgery, it was like a little sore. Yeah. And they like had to cut open my skull. Like, oh my goodness. Ugh. Everything happened so fast that I couldn't process it until I was like home a week later. And I was like, I had brain what surgery. What the hell just happened? Yeah. How long before you went back to work? <laughs> Month. That's fair. Your doctor is super legit. Yeah. Super legit. Like, yo, doc, like, I had brain surgery real quick. That's so, yeah, so like, what was the actual, like, what, you know, what caused oh, it? Oh, so they said that, like, one of the vessels, not one of the veins that go to my brain, like, it had, like, formed weird so that it was, like, leaking. Yeah. Instead of going straight to my brain. And, yeah, and it was causing a headache. And the, my doctor showed me the, um, the CAT scan afterwards, and it was, like, you saw like that the, my head was like sitting in blood. Oh, what? My. Wow. I was like, whoa, I thought it was like, you know, just a little tiny leak. Huh? That's you not know, a migraine. First of all, just so you know, no, like you're no, freaking JDL because he's like, I need to go check myself out. No, Listen, no, no, you definitely see? one up my migraine story. <laughs> I so know, I'll never tell a migraine story. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't even get migraines anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's it. He's see, like, I know like, a great headaches are really scary. Like, no, so man i can't after that i had like one migraine and then i can't top that i have nothing for you did that migraine you freak you out top no that. no i don't but that like was like you know that was like a really spiritual experience yeah thing. the and second migraine then, or the migraine after the surgery no no just the surgery, the surgery itself. Yeah. And so i was like whoa like i could have like i could not be here like, yeah i'm supposed to be here like i don't want to know what would have happened if i didn't go to the hospital right 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 yeah right well when I, went. I have too many stories about people having migraines and not going to the hospital and then it didn't work out so yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> no no i embrace you know so i was gonna say to you earlier so uh i have a very difficult time embracing you guys empathy. make me feel uncomfortable no no i don't receive empathy and compassion did well. we have this conversation on don't. mic or it was yeah, just no, on the had, side we had it with, with marissa, with marissa. Okay. i don't. don't receive it because i, I the instinctively what what do you want what do i have that you need not you personally but i'm just trying yeah, to a lot think. of people think i'm like like it's like like it's patronizing like it's a, dro like it's a joke yeah or like oh like, like it's not you only see it on tv or something i don't know uh, no I, I believe that it's genuine and that it's a part of your ether so i don't think you're uh i learned it from from yeah, yo, your dog is the How truth. Did you, can you give me the story? How'd you get Lola? Well, mm -hmm. I saw Lola be born. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, and I lived in Sicily for a couple years, and uh, one of my friends had a dog, and you know I was like ha- hopping around. I, you know, I like, lived in a hostel, and then I found you know some people that I really vibe with, and I rented a room with them, and um, and I planned on you know living in um, a camper van and traveling all over. So, you know, she was like, hey, like you know, my dog is pregnant. I need she needs home. Like I need to find homes for the puppies. And I was like, I'm not taking a puppy. I don't know where I'm living. Like it's next mad week, responsibility. where I'm going, when I'm going home. Right. I don't know like you know anything. And she was like, uh, all right, cool. So then I was at her house though when her dog when her dog was giving birth, and I was like mesmerized. I just sat next to the dog the whole time and like watched the birth. It was pretty amazing, and. All the dogs came out like all the same, really like normally following the same like pattern mm-hmm. of events. But then Lola, Lola was just born so special. She like flew out and like broke open her little like amniotic sack, sack yeah. and started moving automatically like quicker than all the other dogs. Mm-hmm. And without even thinking, I, you know, just very, I just was like, that's my dog. Like, yeah. She was like, right, what? I was like, what? You have a problem? That's my dog. Uh, <laughs> you stole this dog. Okay. And so that she's like, okay. <laughs> So then Lola was mine from that, you know, well, she, I think I'm hers. We share each other. Very you know. cool. So you're now in a hostel with a puppy. No, I lived, um, I was renting a room at this point. So I lived with her in like two houses and then she lived with me in my RV and um, she traveled with me all over Italy and protected me all over Italy. And then now she's living in New York, but we're going back to Sicily for a month in April. Nice. Very cool. So she's really excited, you know, to see all her friends and everything. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's a great story. I, I've never had a dog, so dogs are kind of like aliens to me a little bit. Alien meaning not human. No, yes. not, no, no not, 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 not human, <laughs> but alien meaning not, uh, not something that, yeah. right. Well, she loves you. You love her, that you guys you know, She's great. really feeling me. I've never really had this. Somebody get a picture vibes. of this. I've never really had somebody <laughs> dig me like this you know, on the animal tip. You know, she, lo- she loves everybody, but she'll also... Pick out the ones that yeah, yeah tapped in. You're welcome. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you, should be, you should feel great about yourself. Really. I, I, I'm trying to, okay? It's, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, you want to go? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, why I picked this book is yeah. after that surgery... I realized how important it is to not like. I haven't taken any prescriptions or anything since. I can't like get I off only... them. Not in like a <laughs> Prometheus oh not like an opiate <laughs> way. Like you're like that, that sounded so terrible. No, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I love to believe that I'm like Mr. Holistic, and I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna until that migraine hits. I'm gonna steep. I'm gonna steep sh- uh, dried strawberries and all. Man, two minutes into it, I'm like, let me just pop these four Excedrin and call it a day. And I have it to the point where I know, like, this is going to be a 15-minute headache or this is going to be a 48-hour headache. I know automatically. Like, It's good that you know yourself so well. Yeah, but I've also had not as... I didn't have brain surgery. and I, I, and, But I did have a period in college where uh, I had a migraine that got worse and worse by the minute from July of 07 to like may of 08 like i could it was a constant beating in my head to the point where like i was just resigned to you know i'll just fall over one day do you eat a lot of chocolate no so i know that there's this theory that chocolate um causes my there's a whole lot of th- there's I've, so many there's theories. so many theories but, like um 
like you have to think about what stresses you and i think i think it's a general it's stress like a big, thing it's not gonna be one thing yeah it's gonna it's be not. a bunch of things that make it's a you. general stress thing it's a yeah. i'm sure it's a food thing and i don't know yeah. oh but, so i went to a natural healer after i got the surgery and she mm-hmm. was like telling me about myself um emotionally and spiritually yeah and so to me the, what she explained kind of made sense to like what happened mm-hmm. and so uh, um i knew her number as well but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> um, she's free that's the crazy you're part. Like, the spiritual stuff is not free. free i've spent thousands of dollars on all kind of free stuff. consultation oh free consultation well okay. the consultation is like all you she need pres- she tells you what you need, what you yeah. need. Oh, oh i need her number tonight she's in jersey Oh. Her name is Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Shout oh. out to Sarah. She's she in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> she in Teaneck? No, she's in um is it Palisades Park? It's like not Leonia. But somewhere up there in uh um, Bergen County. Bergen County. It might be Leonia. Um but yeah, so she told me about myself. Then I started taking these um flower essences that she gave me and I felt like a complete change in who I was. Really? What I did and so um Oh my god. Yeah, I don't take There it any. is. It started. The compassion. The compassion. Feel it, right? I heard it. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so we're off off the, uh, medicine. the medicine. We're off. So you don't even think about taking, like, ad- I go to CVS twice a week, so. Wow. No. CVS, no. Listen, but they do you know, have holistic, you, homeopathic remedies at CVS sometimes. I've tried a lot, and I'm just resigned to etc. Well, because, you know, work. it's, it's <laughs> not going to work like Advil right away. It has to be a more... Part of your life. Part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thirty days. Constant. I got work. Yeah. No. We'll we'll figure this (laughs) out. We'll figure this out. Yeah. We're gonna create a a little system for you. Yeah. We need it. Just for you. We need it. What behavioral or psychological change have you made in the past year that has had the most impact on your life? Mm. Past year. You can go two years if you want. I'll go. I'll say. uh affirmations i think mm. for sure i don't know when That's it started a great response it might have been like um i don't know exactly when you know when it started but it just keeps getting better and better you know um they really help affirmations oh my goodness absolutely changed my life yeah like no, no. just Changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> I want to cry. Changed my life. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just you standing next to Danielle and uh, yeah. and, and Lola. No, I'm not used yeah. to this emotionally. <laughs> what are you burning? You know? What are you burning? Oh uh, no, yeah, like I have it written around in my room, and yeah, oh, you got a dream board. Um, I have a dream book. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're just like you know when you're feeling down, or well, even when you're feeling great, or you know when you. Just, they're just it helps fantastic. with the, like the, the internal dialogue yeah right? and like, being more aligned like staying focused yeah. feeling connected like feeling empowered so i look like i look at it like you're conditioning your subconscious absolutely right? i don't I, I at first it was like you know a lady man i was in, again in the, in the at the bottom of the bottom and a lady at my job i i, I went to her to ask her about uh quitting i was like i, I hate it here i'm gonna oh, quit no. no 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 empathy needed for that one it was, so I was like, ah, let me ask this lady. And she was like, well, you really just kind of have to trust what God has in store for you. I said, let's all go to yourself. I said, 
it was in a way that that wasn't like uh, go to church on Sunday. It was very much like just trust. You understand? Yeah. So it resonated, and I had to pick her brain. Like, hold on, lady, what do you know? School me, (laughs) teach me. And then she put me on to like affirmations and all these different texts to read, and. It sounded like a bunch of bullshit in the beginning, but uh, I'm kind of, but to the point where you can, you realize that you have more control than you kind of think. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how you feel, you know, yeah. more control than like, you know, who yeah. you are. Cool. So for sure. Kind of like fake it till you make it. Almost. almost. Yeah, almost. Like you're really, it's re- re- You're creating the space yeah. in which you want to move. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. almost like if you're a ship and you have like a beam of light, you're pointing it in the direction that yeah. you want that ship to go. Yeah. That's the way that I've yeah, always yeah, looked at it. Yeah, I see it. it. Yeah, like that too. Yeah. What about you, Katrina? Hmm. behavioral so or psychological or even physical like anything so guys mm-hmm. i'm pregnant congratulations <laughs> oh, wow. some of us knew this congratulations this <laughs> thanks um so yeah so that's been a super major big change and um you know i have to take care of my body more mm. take care of my what i'm thinking more because everything gets transferred in utero and um how are you planning on giving birth, by the way? I'm doing a home birth. Home birth in a, in a, in a, a pool? <laughs> Not here. I'm moving. <laughs> I was like, you pointed down. He was just like, the space? <laughs> I had my first midwife appointment on that couch. Really? Yeah, last week. But, um. <laughs> That's dope. Are you terrified? No, I am you, you should be saying, are you so ecstatic and excited again i'm only half committed to the holistic right so <laughs> no i'm, I'm give me the drugs i don't know i feel like this is like of course as a woman it's my calling but i feel yeah. like birthing is going to be a big part of my life from now on mm. like, yeah not just physical education yeah yeah, yeah 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 i've heard so much uh about that recently and i'm ignorant to it i've never that is again sci-fi channel for me. I don't know anything about childbirth. Well, and also like it kind of makes sense because the organization that I interned with at the UN, um, they're called the I, uh, the Institute for the Development of Education, Arts and Leisure. Ideal. Mm-hmm. They are like a utopian society up in Canada, and um, they're super big on prenatal education. They had a like a prenatal conference at the UN during the. Um, the conference on the status of women and i learned a lot from them since then and so i've been exposed to it and now i just feel like it makes like i don't know it just makes sense that this is what i do awesome Mm. so it's gonna be something that eca does you know once we have a space to um prenatal education and making women feel really empowered and then you can come and learn yeah, bring my girlfriend. That's gonna dump me, like you said. Oh, that is oh, not recorded. Oh, that, <laughs> no, no, no. Was it recorded? Recorded now. Sure, sure, sure. Oh my goodness! It was all in jest. <laughs> it was all in jest. But so then, what is the actual change that you feel? It's just your body's just changing. Or... Yeah, my body's changing physically. I've never weighed this much in my life, um, <laughs> and just like uh, working on myself more proactively, like on a spiritual level um what does that mean for you affirmations and meditations every morning Mm -hmm. um visualizing things for me and my child powerful um and i started honestly i started drinking this um herbal infusion before i got pregnant and i think that's why i got pregnant hey because (laughs) apparently it makes you really fertile i need that (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you wait, women or men? Like the both. bullet, the bullet or the gun? Both. <laughs> it's good for both. Um, we have to put that in the show ras- notes. Red yeah. raspberry, guys. Red raspberry. Red raspberry leaf. Um, okay. So yeah, so I make this herbal infusion I'm, for myself to drink to- every day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't even listening. Sorry, yeah. no, I, was, I, this- I was responding to Ardo's faith. Uh, what were you saying? I make this herbal infusion for myself every day. Um, and, you know, I do that instead of taking prenatal pills. Mm. Um, what are prenatal pills? What's that supposed to do? Just warm the body up? It's for... supposed to, you know, give you the the proper nutrients and vitamins that got your baby it, got needs it. To, to grow. But, you know, these things can be found in herbs. So I do it that way. Cool. Because I read the bottle of like a prenatal thing and mm. it was like, Yellow Lake 60. I'm like, uh, yeah. no, thank you. I'm not putting that in my body. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. My so just being more aware of your body and mm-hmm. what's going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just um, really just being this divine feminine being that <laughs> I am. Mm. Mm. Being more aware of it. That's awesome. If, uh, and I guess to follow up, that my next question would be, if you had a son or daughter, <laughs> did we find out yet? No, but we know. We got, Let's put me this and Danielle got a bet no. that if it's a boy, how much is it? A dollar. No, no, it's like ten bucks. Dollars. It's like ten bucks. I have ten of my dollars <laughs> at his ten house. Ten of my dollars. She has ten Which of her dollars at my house when I win because she's never getting yeah. it back. Right. It's, okay. It's because I'm pretty sure it's a boy. All right. So, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> if you had a son or daughter, what must you? tell them and or teach them before they turn 11 or 12 um well i'll tell you what i've been telling my daughter every day Mm. um i can't wait till jamal is born (laughs) (laughs) so i wake up in the morning gender fluid (laughs) Uh, i wake up in the morning and i say these things out loud talking to my child um i say I have everything I want and need. Love fills my life. Mm. I lead by example. Mm. And I spread happiness to others and absorb happiness from others. And then I visualize the seven colors of the chakras like just surrounding my body and the child's body. Well, that's so perfect. Yeah, I just want to let that breathe. <laughs> yeah, you really scaled back on the compassion that time. <laughs> Versus like, oh. You know, <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to take all of this right now. You want to curse. You want to curse. <laughs> we, can, we can curse. You're allowed to curse. No. <laughs> I will not resort to that. <laughs> so well, what about you? Um, before they turn 11. Um, I mean, as far as words go. I'm not really sure, but as far as sensations go, I mean, I know how I want my child to feel, mm. you know, and like what feelings I want them to be secure, you know, in before they're 11, like what foundation, you know, to have, um, which is one of um, awareness and groundedness and, you know, a strong sense of worth and um control you know i want my child but before they're 11 to realize the strength of their thoughts and that they have in creating you know every moment 
their reality Mm. their reality you know so that before they're 11 they know that you know they're secure in the fact that the world's not just throwing them left and right and up and down they have a little more that they like exist and are here and they belong and they belong and they you know yeah very cool (laughs) awesome question uh outside of creating Evolve Creative Academy, what do you think your greatest achievement has been? Has already been? Um, however grand or however small. Yeah, to you. I'm really proud of myself. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like so proud of every of most things that i do of everything that i do and of who i am but uh probably one of the most things that i'm proud of is um having a healthy just having healthy relationships um yeah having like learning how to have a healthy relationship Mm. yeah because um i think that it's it's hard and i'm proud of myself for figuring it out and that includes with myself, too. Mm-hmm. Not being too hard on yourself. Not being too hard on myself or, yeah, or anybody else. And you know, not being, like, so attached to expectations. It's right big. Now. It's big. Um, I'm proud of being able to say no to people after, like, years of just being like the super nice girl that mm. not that I've ever felt that people walk o- over all over me but um you know I would like commit to things that like I couldn't say no to and now I feel like more at ease with like the decisions that I make that they're for me um and just like being comfortable in my own skin not trying to impress people just being like my awkward self mm-hmm. <laughs> Jade, what are you most proud of i'll, I'll answer this not going crazy <laughs> <laughs> not going crazy i feel like a lot of uh a lot of like i said earlier before we started like my 20s were insanity and mm. this dog is my 20s were insanity <laughs> uh, this dog is do dogs sleep is that a thing are you is that a joke? <laughs> I'm so confused. It was hyperbolized that you tried to call me an idiot, but it's fine. I, this dog is knocked out. She's sleeping. Dogs need sleep too. She I sleeps did. more than we way more than yeah. we do. Is that a fact? My dog yeah. sleeps like 16, 17 hours a day. I mean, they don't, so why are they they dogs? don't have to what go to work. They don't have fact. to like, you know. Healthy blood flow. They, they just sleep. have to love. That's all. Eat, sleep, play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just pr- most proud of not going crazy. I feel like, you know, uh, I didn't have a lot of the outlets I have now in my mid early 20s mid 20s and there was a lot of there were a lot of things that were just unanswered and it kind of drove me a little bit crazy mm-hmm. and I think I'm on the the opposite end of sane at the moment and I have pride in that I'm very proud of that and I'm also proud that you know when uh, when you're in the middle of something you 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 got to convince yourself that like there's a reason there's a grand reason and the piano strings are being played to figure the reason out right we all matter so much but 
in that, I always try to tell myself, like, you're really just doing this so you can share your story with the next person who has to go through the same thing. So I've always made it a point to, if I come across someone who has gone through something that I've gone through, to, like, without hesitation, express everything that I know about that thing or I've gone through. To, this to, is you being the mirror again. Nah, this this is me letting that person know that they're A, not crazy, mm-hmm. and B, that, they, that it's temporary. Got it. That they're not alone. Yeah. It's important. Awesome. How about you? Oh, um, I've been enjoying recently the realization of my actual ability, abilities and capabilities as a human on this planet. And that I can do the things that I want to do. I can accomplish the things that I want to do that I'm not limited mm. in the way that I, I thought I was limited, that my subconscious tells me that I'm limited. I still have those, you know, I have negative thought patterns as well. Like a lot of us, we have mm-hmm. these random things that pop up in our head and says, you can't do that. You're not supposed to be here. You and I've been going through this wild transformation even just reaching out to you guys and saying, I want to be able to impact kids in these communities. And then finding you. And then saying, let's get it done. And now we're at a place where, okay, we have two schools mm-hmm. for this specific project and probably got to have a third soon, right? And really realizing the power in that and that I'm not limited in any way. So the things that I, that I actually want, I don't have to be afraid to want them. I don't have to be afraid to move forth in the directions that I want to move forward in because of what somebody has told me. I remember a few years back, um, I'm just getting started in like, I'm a producer at uh, this agent, this ad agency, and I'm really kind of understanding the environment and I'm getting skilled. I'm starting to understand organic search or just digital marketing, how to build things. And I'm connecting a friend I'm connecting a friend to another friend at Starbucks outside. And it's a Starbucks that I frequented all the time since I was like freshman in college. And the local like uh, kind of the local guy who's always hanging out at a specific place mm-hmm. sees me connecting these guys. And these guys are like, they're, you could tell they're very professional. And, they, and he looks at me, he was like, what are you doing there? You don't belong with them. <gasps> and I realized that stained me for a few years. Mm. And it would, it would come up, like, even with the stuff that I do with, like, uh, Deliver Wings. Like, for years, I was embarrassed at the idea that I wanted to sell fried chicken. Right? Mm. And that would be in my head. And now I'm at a place where I'm like, damn, keep bringing up fucking Keegan. Do I want what I want? Mm. And that's something he shared with me. He was like, do you want what you want? And that's simple as that mm. may sound, right? There's, there's a profundity to it where you're like, you're capable of doing everything that you want if you actually want it, you know? So that's something that's been, that's, that's, that I've achieved because I've been seeing results. I've been seeing growth. I've been seeing how my impact, like I can walk away from this project right now working with you guys and I know you're still good. I know it'll create something. It'll impact something. Mm-hmm. You guys will be able to grow it into something huge. And I feel a sense of pride in that I was able to help very capable people 
of just taking one step further. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember when I told myself it was after the surgery. I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do. And like, it sounded so simple, but it was like, I had to actively do that. Do that. Yeah. I've had that thought before. Like, I'm only going to do what I say I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. It's really empowering. Yeah. So two last questions. Okay. And we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, you, you, there's, a, there's a crew of you guys, right, at ECA. If, you know, with something we said before, like, you are the people that you associate with, right? Like, the people you spend the most time with are going you're going to be the average of those people because they're going to reflect you know the things you don't want and the things that you aspire to as well um but on top of that something jd and i tend to talk about a lot is that within our group of friends we represent something else to to those to those group of friends so for me i'm kind of like google like no matter what's happening if you if there's like hey i don't know about this i probably have a reference file in my brain and i'll bring it out and i'll explain everything that surrounds it and and that's why i'm in jd you were the mirror the mirror so i'm like (laughs) 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 so i I feel like you know i don't i don't offer that i don't offer compassion i offer like here are your options and here's your solution and here's why i think you're really doing what you're doing that's really useful Add a little bit of compassion in there. Yeah. And I'm Whoa. <laughs> so with you guys, who are you within your group at ECA, right? With specifically in context to your, your, your member, the members of ECA, who are you in that group? Like, what do you provide and what do people pro- rely on you for? Never thought about this. Then maybe we should answer for each other. Yeah, because I don't know. I think that that's even that's even better. Like if you guys can answer for each other because you guys are receiving the other person. Um. Okay. So Danielle is like this, like super bright, sunny, like everything's gonna be great. Not good. Great. <laughs> um. Just like ball of energy in our group. So she's like the 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 explorer. Like we're going forth, like the light beam. I guess the light beam. Mm. Awesome. So I'm gonna keep the same like analogy mm-hmm. going. Like if we're all like some sort of force of nature, right? Like if I'm like the light beam, Katrina is um, probably also beyond this whole like thing that I this whole. The context place, of the ECA, context yeah. that I just created, but um, I think for the for the crew, like when you know working, she keeps us like aligned with the mission, like tasks organized, grounded, the showrunner, and like super like um realistic. So I know for me, like, and we've been working a lot together, her and I, because like we're roommates and. And Katrina like lives far, and we work together. And and uh, Miana lives, you know, far away. So I think that's kind of like the the dynamic we've kind of been working with right now. It's mm. like I'm like wah 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 wah, and she's like, hmm. Oh. <laughs> 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 like, do we need to translate that? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the noises that I, you know, I would represent that. <laughs> what about your uh, your partners, your other two partners in crime? Well, Camille, for I think for the group, 
um also like like really ideal idealistic um colorful you know and thorough with her ideas mm. um and miana we miana is like the best she's so funny we have like um if we like they're thinking about like a name like what to call something or like to write like a caption she is so poetic i don't know like and she calls herself a wordsmith and when she said that i was like only you would know to call yourself that word she just comes up with the most <laughs> obscure and perfect explanations for things mm. so she's really just spot on with with that <laughs> awesome so okay so then final question and this is this is like a, i think this is a new question i've been playing around with if you guys were to just walk into this this worldwide whole foods and in this whole foods it has every restaurant every food every every drink like anything is possible within this whole foods a magic whole foods whoa but you also find out that you have an hour to live. Oh my goodness, crazy! <laughs> <laughs> she don't want the pressure. She don't want the pressure. She don't want that kind of pressure. I don't want to be in Whole Foods. If uh. I have an hour, if I have an hour to live. What would you eat or drink before that? And that's any restaurant, any type of food, and like what 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 are you what, what do you have to eat? Like it's almost like your last meal. But what is it? What is it that you? What is the experience? So what is it? What are you eating? I wouldn't be in Whole Foods. I'd be in somebody's home. Okay. Getting a home cooked meal. Okay. Who's home? Um. Well. This home is in Whole Foods, by the way. So you could just say. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. It's not losing the content. Well, right now, I've been eating a lot of like Indian and Thai food. Mm. I think like just since I've been pregnant. Um. So probably like some really good. Oh my god! And my coworker just made me some. <laughs> homemade bangladeshi food Oof. that i've never had before i got a bengali homegirl man i gotta see if she bangladeshi cook and bengali aren't the same really yep i thought it was people from bangladesh are not bengali no this they're just bangladeshi. This, you this sure is, can we fact check this is, this is breaking fact check it I, like, i'm pretty sure like my home girl, your files she, she, she references herself as bengali Jokes. i was calling i just brush that. over when she does stuff like that that was a good joke <laughs> it's a <laughs> I'll give you love. I'll give you love. I could be wrong, but I think Bengali people are the people that are living in India that are the same culture as, as the people in Bangladesh. Oh, okay, maybe. But I, I, I was calling my coworker Bengali like for months, and, and she years, was not feeling it. And he, like, I was asking him for like a after he gave me this food, um, a Bangladeshi restaurant, or I said Bengali, and like when I was like looking it up, it was like specifying bengali and bangladeshi and i asked him and he was like yeah no we're bangladeshi i was like whoa mm. yeah i didn't all know. these years I didn't know that either. But yeah some some home cooked like indian food indian bangladeshi like that type of spice nice food yo honestly <laughs> is there a sunroof in this whole foods it's whatever you want it's a magic whole foods i'm just sitting in the sun you're i don't even want to eat you're not drinking no, if i'm dying in an hour yeah, you have no appetite. You got twenty four hours. Probably, honestly, I still. You got. Wanna... You got a week. <laughs> Why do I have to eat? Why? Why can't I just sit in the sun? So you are gonna eat the sun? I really. That's what I want to do. 
I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die now. And all I want to do is sit in the sun. Oh, I'll have fruit. Honestly, that's what <laughs> Fine. If I have to eat, I'll have some fresh fruit. What Just fruit raw, are you eating? Like, fresh. Um, I'm going to have some berries. I want like an ass- can I have an assortment of berries? <laughs> yes, you can have anything you want. Mister. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I want some fresh blueberries. I want to pick them. That's what I want. You want to? I want the Whole Foods to have some have bushes, that you, like uh, some some bushes with bush, some berries. You can pick your own berries in the sun, and I get to spend my time there under the sun picking my berries, and then I get to sit down and I get to eat my berries. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean. Awesome. Um, okay, then. So thank you guys for coming. Where? What is the best way of people finding you and learning more about ECA? I don't know if we should give the new website or the current website. We'll give the current website, and then we'll say it's something coming soon. Okay, so um, our website is www.evolvecreativeacademy.com. And we People have say WWW anymore. I wasn't gonna say. I, okay. <laughs> I was gonna let that. So legit. Though, in my head, I'm like, okay. In my, in my head, I'm like, that's right. <laughs> We're doing it big. <laughs> WWW. World Wide Web. Okay. Um. So evolve a creative. Uh, EvolveCreativeAcademy.com. Cool. Um, and then our new website is in the works. And it's going to be evolvecreativealliance.org. Mm, awesome. Because it is a legit nonprofit. Yes. And then yes, it, to that it. point, yeah, to that point, it is a nonprofit. These, these guys are, you know, impacting schools, communities all over right now. So, you know, donations are imperative and are, are important to be able to afford the 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 labor the the supplies. the supplies you know the the legal stuff so so please on the evolve creative academy.com site there's a donate button and you know give your heart um yeah you know anything helps and um you can also find us on facebook evolve creative alliance um on instagram also evolve creative alliance um and you can email us you also if you want at you evolve talk if you want to talk yeah, or share any ideas, you know, opinions, we're, you know, for the community, um, you know, made in the community. So if you have any suggestions or ideas, be working, how you know, if you want to volunteer, you know, all of that, like, so um, Evolve Creative Alliance at gmail.com. And on our Instagram is where you can see pictures of um, the kids that have been in our programs and like the activities that we've done. Get the pictures. <laughs> look at the pictures yeah it's pictures exciting we're working on a couple projects you see kids now. doing yoga you see kids cooking you see mm. kids building teepees very cool drinking tea <laughs> red passion tea <laughs> no <good>. chrysanthemum <laughs> <laughs> of course obviously <laughs> it was really nice to be here guys no, it, was really, it was a pleasure it was a lot of fun I don't want to stop I'm like I could do this. What's going on, y'all? This is Quayson Carter. This is John Dixon. And this is And Then You Graduate.
Marcel is gone.